We're continuing to discuss what happened when the Lamb opened the fifth seal. And we've observed already that the souls of those who were under the altar, that component of being that goes to heaven when we die, was under uh, the provision of grace in heaven like they were on the earth because the things on the earth uh, are the antecedent of things that are in heaven. The things that are in heaven are the preceding things, they are the real things and the things on the earth are types and shadows. So the type and shadow of the altar in heaven was the altar of incense in the tabernacle that symbolized the prayers of the saints being heard. In the Old Testament and in the days of the tabernacle uh, and the temple, there was no clear understanding that this spoke to the prayers of the saints being heard. It more had to do with a symbol that if the law and the practices of the law were scrupulously obeyed, there would be provisions of the covenant that would be remembered in a timely fashion. The fullness of this covenant, however, came to be in Christ. And so the prayers of the saints were immediately heard as indeed the prayers of the saints are being heard. They were given an answer uh, after they were given a, a white robe. The term for robe is actually the word stole, S-T-O-L-E, like a stole or a wrap, except that, uh, that's the English word, except that the word stole in Greek is and denotes a stately robe, a long garment reaching to the feet or with a train behind it. It is used of the clothing in which the scribes walked, making themselves conspicuous in the eyes of men. But it was also uh, a robe uh, to, for the glorified saints that signified that they were honored as royalty of the earth. Such a long robe, um, such a, a stately robe, was the manner in which kings and ambassadors are robed. It's a similar reference to in the book of Luke, the 15th chapter, chapter verse 22, when the prodigal returned to his father's house, he was given, quote, the best robe, and this is the term, stole, a reference to an identity, being clothed with a glorious identity. Later on, in the book of Revelation, the 19th chapter, uh, we would be told that the wedding of the Lamb had come, 
and the bride had made herself ready. And the garments she, she wore were garments that were, quote, bright and clean, bright and clean. And of course, this is the concept of the stole. It's the indication that nothing was left unfinished, robed with an identity that is associated with the Lamb. And you will note also that when the Lamb is presented, He's presented in a white robe, like those whose prayers are now being heard. So they are identified with the Lamb. This is different from the color purple, which was, of course, a, a color in the, ancient, in the ancient world associated with royalty. And sometimes uh, that, that color would be rendered as scarlet because there's a variety in the coloration. So when Jesus was given a purple or a scarlet robe, when He was mocked, in a sense it was a reference to His humanity. But when He's revealed in heaven, He's dressed in white, resplendent glory, the same as the white robe that was given to those whose lives honored the Lord in such absolute fidelity. So right here in the midst of things being um, committed to the destruction of the four horsemen, heaven shifts the scene and John sees the establishing in heaven of those who had been taken in as the sons of God, having lost their lives, meaning choosing not to preserve their lives uh, in the cause of Christ. As I mentioned in the last broadcast, this is not an exclusive reference to having been killed violently, uh, although that is implied, but it's not an, in, it's not an exclusive reference to being killed violently. Whoever overcomes because they did not choose to preserve their lives even unto death, who overcomes by the word of their testimony, who overcomes by the blood of the Lamb, they are this company. And it's important that we understand this because when the sixth seal is opened, we begin to see why this preparation of them being uh, uh, honored, adorned, identified, given a new reality in the fashion in which they were. Because the earth was designed to produce one crop. The thing about the earth, from its beginning, until the conclusion of the earth, it is about the ability to receive seed and produce a crop. The physical earth was like that to tell us that on the earth God also 
means to produce a crop. You remember in the book of Genesis when God spoke concerning the earth, He said, let the earth bring forth seed, the fruit tree yielding fruit whose seed is in itself and the herb yielding seed and He said, and these things were to be so. So the concept of the earth itself, the Adama, was to show us the principle of the earth being receptive to seed, first the natural, then the spiritual. When all the things were created to sustain human life, God brings the seed known as a sun, the ben of God, into the earth. Adam was the son of God and God intended in that Adam in which He put, the Adam was taken out of the Adama and in the Adam God put seed and that seed was designed to produce the entire human race. first, First the earth to produce physical seeds, some of which were designated as food for Adam and, and, and his progeny to sustain him, but also to, to teach the principle that on this earth seed would produce crop. And so God brought forth out of the Adam, the first that God brought, first seed God brought forth, or the first fruit God brought forth out of the seed known as Adam, taken out of the Adama, was a woman, was one named Eve, that Adam described as flesh of my flesh, bone of my bones. And a promise was given concerning the woman. The promise was the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. And in this, God's promise was to that component of Adam capable of bearing seed. The man could produce the seed but the woman was uh, the womb in which the seed produced the replication of the man. Now whoever thinks that a woman is somehow secondary and unimportant has not actually understood this mystery. Of course the woman is a son of God, same as the man, because when you speak of sons of God, you're not speaking of male and female. When you speak of sons of men, you're speaking of male and female. Everything in creation is representational. The invisible God is represented in the visible and that was how God designed it. So eventually there would come a last Adam, a last man and he would be the seed promised, the seed of the woman. This seed would be promised again to Abraham, Abraham and his seed. And in the first chapters of Luke, when Mary was told 
that she would carry this seed, she rejoiced and when she was telling the message to Elizabeth, her cousin whom she visited uh, right away, Elizabeth her cousin was, was the mother of John the Baptist, when she goes up to visit Elizabeth in the hill country where Elizabeth and her husband Zechariah lived, Elizabeth being six months pregnant, when Mary was telling Elizabeth about her, the seed in her, she said, this was what God promised to our father Abraham. And she recited the promise to Abraham that in his seed, the Christ. So out of a seed would come an entire nation, a holy nation, first a natural nation and that would be called the Son of Man, contained initially in the Adam, the product of the earth, but that seed would come through Eva or Eve and would produce eventually in time the Son of Promise. That Son of Promise is called a seed to Abraham and to his seed and the book of Galatians is very specific, it says not seeds as of the nation of Israel but seed as of one, namely Christ. Because this you see, this seed is what God plants in the earth to produce the sons of God, not the sons of men. That which is born of flesh is flesh, that which is born of spirit is spirit. So when the whole earth from the point of Christ onward, the sons of God could now come forth upon the earth and continuously they're being harvested and gathered in heaven. So as they die and pass from this earth, by whatever means they they pass, whether by violent dispatch or by peaceful extinction, whenever they die they are collected in heaven as those whose testimony overcame the devil in the earth in their time. This is the message that is a continuing message to culminate with the actual return of the Lord. as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest as it, as it re- relates to not only the natural but also the spiritual. And so as the age is coming to a conclusion and these apocalyptic signs are revealed according to the breaking of seals, see these things were sealed up and kept hidden for long ages past, but they're not designed to be kept hidden indefinitely. Everything that is hidden and therefore apocryphal, hidden, is designed to have its moment when whether it either appears in heaven and comes out of heaven into the earth or appears in heaven 
as in relationship to the times and seasons in both heaven and earth for the occurrence of these things. So the breaking of the seals by the Lamb, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, worthy to take the scroll and to release what was under each of the seals, in the breaking of the seals, in the midst of this rapid turn of events described by the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and they're coming forth with increasing horror to the inhabitants of the earth, the scene switches to heaven and and is focused again upon the first fruits or the early portions of this harvest, or even all of what had been harvested from the earth of the seed of righteousness. They are characterized as being under hupokato, under they they have the authority to speak to God, and so their prayers, their petitions come from the altar of incense. This is not now the symbol of incense, this is actually the prayers of the saints. So the double reference is on the earth this altar is also the altar of sacrifices, but in heaven, on the earth it's both the altar of sacrifice and the prayers of the saints or the altar of incense. In heaven it is not an altar of sacrifice, although it commemorates the sacrifice. Nothing is sacrificed in heaven because there is no unfinished matter in heaven. So now the the sacrifice entitles the access, The, the prayers of the saints come before God and they are robed upon the opening of the fifth seal, they are robed as royalty, they are identified by their relationship to the sun, they wear the same garments. At the time when the wedding of the Lamb comes and the bride makes herself ready, the depiction of her readiness is by the measure and standard of the appearing of Christ Himself. There is no embarrassment to the bride at the appearing of the husband, the bride makes herself ready. So that's the picture we're seeing as the Lamb opens the fifth seal. Now as the Lamb opens the sixth seal, something else happens, and I want to go to that now. Let's resume our reading. Oh, by the way, the fellow servants, uh, those would be, the, the word is sun dulos. A doulos is a co-worker. Uh, we're commonly familiar with uh, a doulos, it's a term used um, in association with a woman who assists another woman at the time of her giving birth, at the time of the woman giving birth. So the sun doulos are fellow servants and the brethren are. Uh, of the same womb, 
and it's the word adelphos. Brethren is the word adelphos and it means of the same womb. So in this depiction of those who are the fellow servants and the brethren, we see actually two connections to Christ. We are co-laborers with Christ, doulos. And as He was slain for the witness of God, for the presentation of the testimony of God, all those within that company are attributed the same status in that they are fellow servants, they are sun dulos, they are like Christ in the matter of partaking and being partakers of His suffering. These are very, very specific terms that are designed to nail it down, to lock it in so tightly that you cannot miss what is being said. So as Christ died, we who, uh, what, what is it from, from um, Romans? I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies living sacrifices, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable sacrifice. And do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and prove that which is the good, the pleasing, and the perfect will of God. So the same thing that Jesus went through is exactly what we are allowed to go through. And when we do that, and because we do that, we are also the sun dulos, the fellow servants. God attributes to us that that belongs to Christ. All of this is, is the inheritance of Christ. He is the heir of God. And we who are in Christ are co-heirs, joint heirs, fellow servants, sun dulos. That's a reference to our work, our work, the work of overcoming. But the other is brethren, and that's the word adelphos which is to be from the same womb, Adelphos, from the same womb. This is a passage taken from the book of Hebrews chapter 2, which says, both the one who makes men holy, who is Christ, and the ones who are made holy, that would be us, are of the same family. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call us brethren. It's the same word, Adelphos. And in that word is the reference to being born. So this is an identity not based on what we did or how we are like Christ in being partakers of His suffering and partakers of His overcoming grace and an identity of, uh, associated with Him as those who are covered by the blood and who have paid the price to walk with Him that identifies them with Him. That's the component that has to do 
with our work. So this is a double identity. It has to do with our work, but it also, and it's works produced by a change in our nature. Brethren, Adelphos, according to Hebrews 2.11, which is the passage I just cited for you, that's an identity. It's an identity that, that goes along with the principle of that which is born of flesh being flesh and that which is born of spirit being spirit. So your, your, the full number of your fellow servants and your brethren, that's critically important. This is speaking to and identifying the issue of an identity as partakers of the divine nature. Heaven resonates to the truth of such things as these. We are partakers of the divine nature and we are partakers of the divine decision to suffer. And in these things, both who we are as the sons of God and how that is established by our lifestyles, these things mean everything in heaven. They mean everything in heaven. These are not just things, nomenclatures and identities that are relevant to the earth. Heaven is taking keen, a keen interest in exactly these things. So much so that an entire seal in the, in the scroll of seals was devoted to the commemoration of the faithfulness of those who serve God even up to, even up to and including not preserving their lives unto death, whether that be violent or passive, but in all of it a conscious choice to present our bodies living sacrifices, which is somewhat of a contradiction in terms because you'd think of living and sacrifice as opposites, except if you live for the benefit of the presentation of another. If you live as a doulos, a slave, a fellow laborer uh, with Christ, a yoke fellow to use other terms. And then the other component of being which is that which is issued forth not on the basis of our works but on the basis of our birth, that which is born from above that which is born of the holy seed, that which is the crop that is to be gathered from the earth. Born of God, sons of God, confirmed by the existence of the Holy Spirit who dwells in us, by whom we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit Himself testifying with our spirits that we are the sons of God. So the full number of their fellow servants and their brethren, being one and the same, one a reference to the work, the other a reference to an identity derived at through birth, being born into the state of being. Now he intends to gather them up together as a crop from the earth. Whenever you plant seed, you expect to have a crop. 
the sons of God then are viewed as a nation gathered together from among the nations of the earth. As we continue to look under the sixth seal, we'll focus on this fact. Come and we'll look at it further in the next session. Thank you.